Welcome, everyone, to the Traveling Pulpit Podcast. I am Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice, and I want to wish you a happy new year. Now, I know that you've got it out of your system and, you know, you've said all the happy new years that you're going to say, but I want to extend a happy new year to you from the Traveling Pulpit Podcast. This is the podcast that you can receive God's word This is the podcast that will hold your feet to the fire. This is the podcast that you would want to share with your friends, your relatives, your neighbors, whomever you believe needs to hear the truth of God's word. This is the podcast upon which you will hear the truth of God's word. And as I said before, I am Vernon Sheridan. I am the man with the unscripted voice. And as Psalms 118 and 24 says, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us be glad and rejoice in it. I hope that you are in this new year as much as I am. It is a celebration, Traveling Pulpit family, to be in the year 2023. I was telling the brother the other day how when we were kids, how we saw movies that predicted the day and time such as we're living in now and how there were flying cars and uh, watches that had video cameras on them. And, you know, things were posted in the sky where you could read or touch or, you know, I mean, it was just so many futuristic things back in the 70s and 80s that that we saw. But one thing I have learned from watching movies over the years, movies tell the story of what the future holds in this world for those who are in leadership or rulership over it. Yes, there are people who are in charge of this world. And yes, we are living under that authority simply because of what happened in the beginning. Now, I want to read for you something because I want to get your opinion And I want to know, is the end the actual beginning and the beginning the actual end? Or is the beginning the actual beginning and the end the actual end? That's what I'd like to know. So let us begin in Revelations 20 and verse 11. And it says the entirety. Then I saw a great white throne. And this is John speaking. Then I saw a great white throne and him who was seated on it from his presence, earth and sky fled away and no place was found for them. And then I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne and the books were opened. Then another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged by what was written in the books according to what they had done. And the sea gave up the dead who were in it. Death and Hades gave up the dead who were in them and they were judged, each one of them according to what they had done. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. So my question, if anyone has an ear, 
Are you ready to have your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life? Are you ready to have your names names written in the Lamb's Book of Life? Yes, I said it plural because I'm not just speaking to one. I'm speaking to all who hears this message, who have not given their life to Christ, who may have doubt whether their name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life or not, who have in the past denied Christ as King and Messiah, but has now come to the truth of knowing who the true Christ, King, Messiah, Son of God is. I'm asking you now, are you ready to have your name put in the Lamb's Book of Life? Because it is so important that you have this done today. Today is your day. Whenever you hear this, this message, whether it be on this day of recording, whether it goes out and you hear it on your way to work, on your way to the supermarket, on your way to the gym, wherever you're going, whenever you hear this message, that is that day. That is the today, the right now. Are you ready to have your names put in the Lamb's book of life? Because. It's very easy to see Revelation being the last book in the Bible. Some would assume that it is the end. It is the end of all things. But let me take you to Genesis and let's see what Genesis has to say. Genesis three. Let's go to Genesis three. <clears throat> excuse me. And see what Genesis three has to say. Genesis. There we go. Genesis three. is so important to the faith is so important to the believer and it's vitally important to the saved because here we find that everything that we're going through right now to this exact second is the reason because of what happened in the garden and in the garden man has already been told about this tree called knowledge of good and evil. Man has been told. Man has the responsibility over the creation that God has set up for him. But something happened in the garden. Someone spoke to someone and it landed us in trouble. Yeah, trouble because we are all in trouble. We are all in trouble. Genesis three. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God actually say you shall eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the trees. We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden. But God said, you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree in the midst of the garden. Neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, you, sh you will not surely die. 
For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of it. She took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband who was with her and he ate. Then the eyes of both were open and they knew they were naked. Traveling pulpit family, I want you to pay close attention to something. That's down in verse six. It says, so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise. To make one wise. When you study the scriptures, traveling pulpit family, notice the words that were not put in this book, but the words that were spoken to the woman. Because it doesn't say until the end of or coming to the end of verse six to make one wise. How did the woman know that the tree was to make one wise? How did she know if it was not told to her by the serpent what the tree's benefits would be? If she ate from it. But I also want you to pay close attention, fellas. You know, this podcast is about you. It's for you. It's based on you. It's. It's trying to get you to get in the position that God originally placed us in. The headship. There are too many men who do not want to stand in the headship or the responsibility that God has placed us under. And I want for you men to hear this closely because I know the women are going to hear this, but I want you brothers. I want you to hear this also to make one wise means when she ate of the fruit, she became wise. This is how she knew to give it to her husband. Because if there was no wisdom in this dead fruit, she would have stood there just chewing emptiness. See, even the dead fruit had enough power in it to make her wise enough to turn to her husband and give it to him. It made one wise. That is what this dead fruit did for her. Not only did it do it for her, but her eyes were fixated on the world because this tree is a tree of the world. That's why the Lord said not to eat of it. Remember Matthew four, the temptation of Christ when when Christ was being tempted with all the riches and all the glory and all the the majesty of the world and all he had to do was bow down and worship Satan. Remember Matthew four traveling pulpit family. This is Matthew four right here in Genesis. This is Matthew four right here in Genesis because she was shown the, what the world could offer her. She was being shown the wisdom of the world. 
and not the warning of her creator. The wisdom of the world. This tree had enough power in it to make one wise. But is the price of separation from God for all eternity, is that price steep enough to eat this forbidden fruit? It was for her back then. It was then when he ate it. The responsibility that he was under. That that that. What do we what do we call it? That that covenant was broken. And they knew, see, she would have never known if he had never eaten it, what she had done. But it wasn't until he ate it that they realized that they were naked and that they sinned. Traveling pulpit family, it wasn't until the man ate that they realized Why? Because the covenant was between God and man. So you see why, brothers, I'm telling you that it is time for us to stand in the responsibility that God has purposed us for, that he has created us for and that he has set us set us out for. We have that responsibility, brothers. We cannot tuck tail and run behind women anymore. We have to stand up for the purpose upon which we were created and the responsibilities that we were given as men. Because as I said before in Revelation 20, being standing before the presence of almighty God to be judged. To be judged, we are going to be judged as men first. What was our responsibility first? And if our names do not appear in that Lamb's book of life, every single man, whether they mutilated themselves, thought themselves to be someone else, tried to become someone else, thought they was someone else, paid a doctor to do certain things to their bodies, they're going to go into the lake of fire as men. A traveling pulpit family, brothers, I don't want that to happen to you. How do we meet in the middle? Because there is a there, there, there is a perfect meeting in the middle from Revelation to Genesis. And I want to point out. Revelation is the end to the new beginning where Genesis was the beginning to the new end. We, we died on this day. The reason I say we died on this day is because when he ate the fruit, everything that was created in him died. Everything that God created, he gave a seed for the purpose of reproduction, even to the man. Everything happens once a year in the spring, new life, new creation, new formation. The birds chirp because they have their eggs are hatching. Their their young are beginning to to come up. They're singing a new song to the Lord. The flowers are coming up. They, They are coming out of their hibernation. 
And now they are sprouting their, 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 their beauty and their glory to the Lord. The trees are coming back with leaves and they are, they are bold and, and, and bodacious and they are coming back for the Lord. That is a new beginning that happens every, every year on the same date at the same time. Regardless of what the calendar says, the calendar can go from March 21st, March 22nd, March 20th. Doesn't matter. The one thing that has never never disobeyed God is nature. Nature and the animals have never disobeyed God. Man is the only creation from the hand of God that has the ability to disobey. And this right here in Genesis three is man exercising that ability and he disobeyed God a direct order and broke a covenant with his creator. And that's why I say, brothers, we have the opportunity today to get it right. So how do we meet in the middle? What makes us even want to meet in the middle? Because let me tell you something. Meeting in the middle is not something that we're going to get from the United States government. It's not something that that countries all over this world are not going to get from their government. Meeting in the middle comes from our savior, Jesus Christ. That's where meeting in the middle comes from. I want to take you now to Isaiah nine for us. A child is born to us. A son is given and the government shall be on his shoulder. The reason I say government is going to be on his shoulder is because look at our government right here in the United States. They are divided in two different pieces, the left and the right, but they're all a part of the same government. They cannot agree on anything because one believes in the world and the one believes in, in Christ, but they have no spine to stand up for it. I understand. I understand. One wants to send babies in the womb back to its gifter. And the other wants to stand for the right of those that do not have a voice to have a voice, but they stand spineless. But I'm speaking for the one whose government is going to be on his shoulders and not just this government, but the world's government governments throughout the world. All of those governments are going to be on his shoulders and he's going to judge righteously. That's why it says Isaiah 700 years before the birth of the Christ. Isaiah wrote these words, Isaiah nine and six for to us, a child is born to us. A son is given and the government shall be on his shoulder. His name shall be called wonderful, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace for the increase of his government and of peace. There will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore, 
the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Traveling pulpit family. This is the meeting in the middle. Between the end being the, the actual beginning, the beginning of what we were supposed to experience in the beginning that turned out to be our end. This is the reason right here. Isaiah nine is the reason. And it is the opportunity that you should. It is the opportunity that you should take. You know, the word of God does not make anyone do anything they do not want to do. For if you believe in the Lord and draw near to him, he will draw near to you. Hebrews 11, 11, 6. For those who believe in the Lord and draw close to him must first believe that he exists and that he will get, he will draw close to you. Traveling pulpit family, I want you to know that faith does not make sense. It makes disciples. And that's what we are called to do, to make disciples. We're not called to make sense of the word. We are called to teach the word. The conviction through making sense comes from the Holy Spirit that is in you that will give you understanding. But it's not my responsibility to try and make you understand, because if I do so, then I would do so from a worldly standpoint of understanding, meaning that I would then not be speaking of the Lord. I would be speaking of myself. I would be speaking in a tone that made sense to me, that makes sense to you, and that takes you and me away from the word. Because faith doesn't make sense, traveling pulpit family. It makes disciples. That's why Jesus spoke in parables. That's why he never made any sense to the disciples. That is why he kept having to uh, retract his statements to the disciples because they did not understand. He was trying to get them to understand through faith. The Holy Spirit reveals all things, but in all things, the Holy Spirit will reveal Faith don't make sense, traveling pulpit family. It makes disciples. And right here in Isaiah 9, that child has been born. That child has come from heaven. That child has lived among us. That child has spoken the words that we need that are called life and life more abundantly. That child made a promise to us. That child was lied on. That child was taken into custody and beat all night long, he was beat unrecognizable. That child was 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 pierced in his hands and pierced in his feet with nails. That child was 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 raised up before all men in all his nakedness. He had no clothes on. He was totally embarrassed in front of his mama. He was totally embarrassed in front of his disciples. He was totally embarrassed in front of all the crowd because that's what the Roman Empire believed in. They believed in not only torturing you, but also embarrassing you. So our Savior stood but naked as the day he was born before all man. And the humiliation was on his shoulders. And he did that for you and me. 
He did it for you and me. And we have the nerve, some of us, to say we will not believe. We have the audacity to tell him to his face that I'm going to become what I'm going to become because you made a mistake in making me. For that, I say. There is a book. A book of deeds that has every deed that we have ever done. And that book is going to expel all of our darkness. All of our secrets, all of the things that we never wanted anyone else to know is in that book. And when that book gets opened, it's only going to matter to the one who reads it and not the one who hears it. But there is another book called the Lamb's Book of Life. And if your name is not written in it, you're going to be dismissed from his presence for all eternity. It's a brand new year, Traveling Pulpit family, 2023. And as I said before, if you want to hear the truth of God's word, this is where you hear it from. You're not going to hear that New Year's fable, give it to God and God will give it back to you tenfold, pressed down 100, 1,000 times better than you gave it to him. No, you're going to hear from this podcast, from this platform, the truth of God's word that the government of the world will be on his shoulder. That the that that the end is the new beginning and the beginning was the end. That's what you're going to hear when you listen to the Traveling Pulpit podcast. Some people can handle it. Some people can't. Some people desire the truth until they hear it. Some people don't know that they're listening to the truth until they hear it. But the conviction of the truth comes through the Holy Spirit. And if you have the Holy Spirit and you are convicted of the truth, it does not hurt. And you want to hear it. Because the truth makes one free makes one free and he doesn't want you to get yourself together he doesn't want you to get your ducks in a row he doesn't he he doesn't want you to to wait until you feel like you're ready to come to him come to him with all your mess come to him with all your sin come to him with everything that you cannot carry for yourself all your burden all your worries all your anxiety bring them to him and he will carry them for you He said that his burden is heavy, but his yoke is light. In this year of 2023 traveling pulpit family, we're going to go through the word. We're going to go through the word. We're going to have a better understanding of what the word is teaching us, what the word is telling us, what the word is showing us and how the word wants us to live. That's what I believe that the Lord is leading me to do in this year of 2023. So for those who do not have their name in the Lamb's book of life, for those who do not have a relationship with the Christ, with the Messiah, with the King, with God's son, I offer to you Romans 10 and nine that says, confess with your mouth, that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. 
Once you're saved, traveling pulpit family, your name is then written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Your next responsibility after accepting Christ as your Savior, believing in your heart, God raised him from the dead, knowing that you're saved. Now, the next step is the baptism. The purpose of the baptism, traveling pulpit family, is to take yourself and separate yourself from yourself. What I mean is when Jesus was baptized and the dove came down upon him, there was nothing that he could leave that the dove was was given to him what he received from the dove. What we receive when we go down, what we're leaving behind is the old self, that self that we once lived in, that 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 person that we once was that street runner that we once was that 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 woman we once was that man we once was all of that is left in that watery grave and when we come up out of that water just as Jesus received the gift of the holy spirit so will you receive the gift of the holy spirit for the remission of your sin meaning your slate is wiped clean your name is written in the lamb's book of life Does not mean that you will stop sinning. Let me tell you that right now. It does not mean that you will stop sinning. It does not mean that you will be the perfect Christian. It it, it does not mean you will be the perfect disciple. It means that the enemy, that Satan, the devil, he will do everything in his power to try and take you back to the life that you once lived. That's all that means. That's all it means. Billy Graham once said, my mentor, he once said, the closer you get to Christ, the more sinful you feel. Meaning that the the devil, the adversary, Satan is doing everything in his power to try and convince you to go back to that old way, that old person that you used to be. But guess what? When you gave your life to Christ, you have become a new creation. The old has passed and the new has come and your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. So therefore, traveling pulpit family, I want to end on that. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. It is always a pleasure traveling pulpit family to have the opportunity to uh, come and extend to you the word as it ought to be taught, as it ought to be spoken and as it ought to be preached. This is one place. This is one place of many. There are so many of us who are dedicated to breaking the bread rightfully of God's word. We are not all on podcasts. Some of us are standing behind pulpits. And though I was not meant for a pulpit, I thank the Lord for that. I thank the Lord for that because he has placed me under different responsibilities. And this is my responsibility to deliver this word to whomever wants to hear it, to whomever is ready to hear it, and to whomever is ready to make that change and put their name in the Lamb's Book of Life. This is the Traveling Pulpit Podcast. I am Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice. And if you find yourself in a position or in a place where you need someone to talk to, you need someone to reach out to, I am here for you. I am here for you. Social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, 
TikTok Traveling Pulpit Ministries. Reach out. If you don't have a pastor that that you uh, can can reach out to, if you don't have spiritual counsel who will teach you the true meaning of the word of God, reach out. Traveling Pulpit Ministries. Well, that's my time, Traveling Pulpit family. I want to thank you so much once again. What a pleasure it is to start off 2023 in this manner. I am so grateful for the word of God. I am so grateful for the opportunities that that await us in this year. And I'm so grateful for the lives that will commit to becoming disciples because the glory is for the Lord. The credit is for our God, our creator, our father. And I take nothing for it, but I'm just grateful to be his servant, to do what he has asked me to do. And if this is all he's asked me to do, then this is what I'm going to do. But I'm grateful for it. So for the Traveling Pulpit podcast, I am Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice telling you, I love you. I absolutely love you. I don't know you. I've never met you. Wouldn't know you if I saw you coming down the street. But because of the blood, because of the blood, I will I will recognize you because that blood everywhere you step, you're stepping in a puddle of blood. I will recognize you. Trust me, I, I, I would recognize you because we're walking in that same puddle. God bless you. Look forward to doing this with you on Wednesday with the word right here on the Traveling Pulpit podcast. And uh, that's it. I'm still having trouble with going uh, outro. <laughs> I got an intro. I just need an outro. So <laughs> bye for now, guys. I love you. Bye.